The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam. Initiating launch sequence. And Bronte, uh, the end of a show finished last night. Not It was not MasterChef. That went on for four months. <laughs> it was, in fact, Big Brother that went on for about a month. Yeah, that's right. And you were quite a big fan. And we should say we won't be spoiling anything if you haven't seen who won Big Brother. Because I haven't even watched last night's episode. And there right. was a key reason for that. I, I, I was hooked as a kid watching Big Brother. It was any reality show I would have wanted to be on. It well, was you, that one. You and did apply. I was getting to that, yes. I'm happy to admit that I did apply. Got fast-tracked and then got overwhelmed by all the freaks and geeks in there that I left. No offence if you've got uh, gotten involved. I'm yeah, one of those freaks in the day. and geeks. Exactly. Um, so I thought, yep, keen to watch this new revamped version. It's yep. a bit more PG. It's family friendly. It's all pre-recorded. Um, and then it's up to the audience to choose the winner out of a final three. Mm-hmm. And that all culminated last night on Channel 7. Um, one of the main reasons I didn't watch too much last night was because the host, Sonia Kruger, was going to be taking up more airtime than she deserved. Yeah, you're not, <laughs> you're not a fan of Sonia Kruger, are you? No, I never have been. She's landed herself in hot water with a lot of comments uh, she's made previously, um, especially uh, in terms of minorities, mm-hmm. and I've never really agreed with her. I think she's pretty bloody boring, to be honest, and I'm yeah. sorry if you're a fan of her. Uh, I'm just not. That's personal opinion. I think anyone on TV, even on radio, media in general for that matter, you usually love them or hate them because yeah. they're good at not fence-sitting. Mm-hmm. We try to not fence-sit. You try to be pro or no for certain things. True. And I'm just no with her for everything. That's fair enough, Sam. And I think I am probably in the same boat, especially after something that she asked two of the finalists. This is Sophie and Chad. And they obviously uh, weren't afraid to show a bit of affection. During their time in the Big Brother house, they were known to be dating. Yes, yep. Uh, You saw the occasional smooch. They slept in the same bed together. But as I mentioned before, it's a PG version of the show these days. There's no uh, up late night Big Brother that they used to have. There's no deleted scenes where things get a bit crazy. Oh my gosh, remember Big Brother up late? Holy moly. That's where I learned a lot. Oh, really? Not for... Not to use. Can't but believe I just... you were up late. <laughs> I know. My bedtime was like seven thirty back then. I couldn't now, watch it. Sophie then. Uh, Sonia. She, Sonia. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. So, the host. Sonia, Sonia asked Sophie and Chad. Hmm. She didn't ask them whether they were still dating. She decided to ask them this very personal question. Take a listen. Chad, Sophie, you were romantic in the house. <laughs> we are all dying to know. Have you done it? <laughs> We're all Sorry? dying to know. She's creating this beautiful sense of love and romance. And she goes, have you done it? How rude is that? Pretty much saying on national television, have you... I, see, I don't even want to say it. No. It's their lot. I know they're on TV, but a question like that put in that sort of frame, it doesn't really suit the situation. And their families were there, their friends yeah. were there supporting them, and you can so clearly see they are awkward and uncomfortable yeah. with being asked that type of question. We've got to give Sophie and Chad the credit, uh, the fin- two of the three finalists, for uh, really composing themselves. It was awkward. And then Sonia kind of backtracked to, uh, um, are you guys still dating? Yeah. Are you guys going to marry all Get that type of thing? Get engaged and things. She slowly got less and less awkward. Yeah. But she'd already done the damage, and I just think how she delivers a lot of what she does is pretty average, to she be honest. She doesn't think things through, which I guess I sympathise with because... 
I don't think a lot of things through and they come out of my mouth. But but at least your comments don't feel like they're coming from somewhat of a weird backwards That was too place. invasive, yeah. I think. And that's what a lot of people online were saying. You know, this was a G-rated, uh, PG-rated show mm. that was being played at prime time. It's a, and also she, it's not, she doesn't really have a right to ask them such a personal question. Should have been writing in notes beforehand going, oh, this is going to be funny. Exactly, and it just was not. No, but, missed the boat there, yep. but check out Big Brother on Channel 7. They get a free plug. Uh, my last <laughs> comment is bring back Gretel Colleen. Yes! Still listening? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. This is The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam. When were you ill-equipped, unqualified... <laughs> Inexperience for a job that you took and you owned it and you probably didn't do too well in it. Why is this, Sam? We were just talking yesterday, Bronte, about some of our previous jobs and it it came up that we both weren't qualified for a couple of jobs we had back in the day. Yeah, that's right. And mine was, uh, I grew up fishing. Mm -hmm. I love fishing. Uh, Growing up in the Kimberleys, that's all you did every weekend. But um, as a kid, I was useless with my hands. So most of the times if I broke a line or something like that, I'd get my dad to fix it. Right. That apparently gave me enough skill and enough knowledge to accept a uh, job at a tackle store in Perth when Mm -hmm. I moved down there for um, boarding school. And I was in charge of a bit of retail, Mm -hmm. but also fixing people's uh, lures, fixing people's rod tips when they broke off, and also creating jigs and rigs to use when fishing. Mm Mm-hmm. And none of those things were in my repertoire whatsoever. <laughs> in your it, wheelhouse. It went as far as my dad. I watched my dad do them. And yeah. I was like, yeah, I can remember that. I can remember that oh, easily. God. When I was actually tasked with doing those things, I usually worked on the weekend, so mm. the boss wasn't there. I had no real help. And when I was tasked with doing it, I just completely winged the whole situation. And there was, I reckon... This is sad to say. I worked there for about eight months. I reckon there was probably two or three times a month where we'd get an angry customer coming in saying, I lost all my rigs. It wasn't a heavy fish, blah, blah, blah. My boss was a strong man and he gave it back to those customers and said, no one here could have stuffed that up. And I'm just standing in the back going sheepishly, yeah, no one here would stuff that up. It was me. I think I cost a lot of people some amazing fish and probably cost the business quite a bit of money. Complete angler, shout out to you guys. It was a great working space, especially when you're hungover on a Sunday and I'd just hide in one of the tents. Did you end up confessing that? No. You didn't have the skills to actually have that job? No, I took the cash and ran. <laughs> deal or no deal, baby. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is uh, mine was when I was about 18, and it was one of those summers where I was just applying for every single job that yeah. I could. I'd just done my first year at university yep. and wanted some money to have to go back the next year. Hmm. And so I was just applying for everything and didn't get anything until... I somehow got a job in a very high-end men's fashion store. Fashion. So this is like suits, tailored suits that you had to like measure Measure. and make sure that they have the right, I don't know, 
Yeah, exactly. You were not. I had no idea what I was doing, and I was trying to sell like Hugo Boss suits yeah. and like really, really fancy suits. Had absolutely no idea what I was doing. And you know what? We as men trust women with their fashion <gasps> advice, but probably not in a men's store like that without experience. No, and eventually they put me on hanger duty, which was Aww. literally just untangling hangers from yep. a box. The pleb job. Yeah, basically. Can you beat ours, 13, 12, 16? <laughs> when were you inexperienced, unqualified for a job? We'd love to know. 13, 12, 16, hit us up. We want to know on 13, 12, 16, have you ruined people's lives? Nathan from Wagga has <laughs> given us a call this morning. Nathan, when were you ill-equipped for a job? Uh, when I was like, I think I was probably about 18, I got a job at a pool chemical store, oh. which wasn't too bad mm. because you know, you didn't, I didn't need to know that much. I just had to be like, oh, I'll sell the chemical. But yeah, a bit of they also wanted me to uh, fix pool cleaners and I needed to know robotics for that. And oh. I, I, as an 18, I, mean, I still don't, but as an 18 year old, I definitely did not know anything about electronics or robotics. Did you lie to them? Did you say, yeah, I've got this covered, folks? I told them that I was going to study engineering at uni, which oh. was also a lie. They <laughs> thought that I would be like switched on and kind of get. All right, because I sort of thought, how hard could it be? Yeah. Like, yeah. Maybe clean a piece and put it back in, but you had to do like what is it called? Like the like the what's welding or something? Oh, like, God. Little, like the computer chips and stuff. God no! I no. never knew so much went into pool cleaners. Well, yeah, big time. And the other thing with pools is that they are so expensive. When something goes wrong, the maintenance and fixing costs are huge. Do you think you? have cost some pool owners thousands of dollars. Oh, guarantee. I cost the business thousands of dollars. <laughs> Still listening? Well, there's plenty more where that came from. This is The Catch-Up with Bronte and Sam. Brace yourself for The Fool Bronte. Thanks to OSO Surgery and Orthodontics, Edward Street Walker. Sam, someone that we have been focusing on a lot recently is this guy. Kanye West. He has once again unleashed on his family in a series of pretty bizarre tweets. This is only 24 hours after causing a lot of concern among fans for his mental health with a similar outburst that we also saw at his first rally for his alleged presidential run. Um, during these, this slew of claims, he has revealed that he's tried to divorce Kim Kardashian West, reiterating that she and her mother, Kris Jenner, have attempted to have him hospitalised. I think he referred to Chris as Chris John Un at some stage. Chris uh, John Un, as in like the correct, the North Korean Oof. dictator. So he's tweeted a lot. Once again, these have all been removed from his page, but uh, these claims said that his family have tried to lock him up. Uh, they've said that there is white supremacy going on within this family and that, yes, he has been trying to get divorced from Kim since she met with Meek Mill at the Waldorf Hotel for prison reform. So Mick Mill does a lot with um, one of these organisations that yeah. Kim Kardashian is now doing a lot for to get people out of jail that have been wrongfully imprisoned. The innocence project Exactly. Thing. And so he's now saying that, I guess, the subtext of these tweets is he's alleging maybe something happened with Meek Mill. Mm. He also made reference to Drake, and that's another artist that there's been a lot of rumours about Kim Kardashian and Drake having been together in the past. Um, 
Well, he, it's, it's sad that this is all playing out on Twitter. Yes, it is. Um, he also included a screenshot to Chris Jenner that said he wants to go to war with her. Jeez. Um, along with a lot of unanswered messages because I'm assuming he's texting her and they're trying to call him and that's probably why. But, yeah, made a lot of references to white supremacy within that family. Um, and as I mentioned uh, just before, we haven't heard from the Kardashian clan. Mm. We haven't heard from Kim until recently. Overnight, she has made a note about the state of Kanye and his mental health, saying anyone who has bipolar or a loved one in their life who does knows how incredibly complicated and painful it is to understand. Mm. I've never spoken publicly about how this has affected us at home because I'm very protective of our children and Kanye's right to privacy when it comes to his health. But she noted that she now feels compelled to speak because of the stigma and misconceptions around mental health and in particular around bipolar. Personally, I don't know too much about bipolar. We're trying to get someone on the show who will be able to tell us a little bit more about it and understand it. Uh, But she said that right now her family feels quite powerless. Um, And so as much as they're trying to help, there's only so much she can do if Kanye isn't willing to receive that help. So they're trying and it sounds like um, this is just the beginning of a pretty big battle for them. But I have to give it to Kim. I think that I watched a few interviews uh, with them both last night talking about his mental health and she does seem very patient. Yeah, yeah. Very patient and, and understanding. And at the end of the day, she's got four kids to raise with this man who has left them now and is in a ranch in Wyoming, there in California. Um, I think she's doing the best she can and I think power to her, but also thoughts to Kanye because he's clearly going through something pretty traumatic at the moment. Yeah, Kim, I agree. She's a very strong woman, uh, whether you like her or not. You've got to respect that. And it's unfortunate that it's gotten to this point with um, Kanye that it's now playing out in the public eye. Oh, it, yeah. It really – I, I think they never wanted it to get to this stage, no, obviously. That's no. why they, That's why Kim kept it so quiet and so private. Mm. The fact that it's now public, it, she's, it's good that she's addressing it. Yeah, I and think – it sucks, though, that the whole of the world now knows. And he's – I think he's surrounded himself with people that are probably either arcing him up or backing him up and – they probably shouldn't be. He probably mm. should be getting help, but that's what happens when you get to that level of notoriety mm. in Hollywood. You Nothing's just get normal. yes men. He needs normal normality at the moment. Yeah. Hopefully Kim and the family can give him that, but he needs to admit that he's mm. got some mental issues and hopefully he can get to the bottom of it, which I think he will. He's a strong man too. He's, he hasn't created what he's created just no. by luck. No, oh, he's so. brilliant. His brain is brilliant, yeah. but I think he just needs to admit a bit of defeat right now. Yeah, and needs to clean out some of his closet mm. with some of his friends, possibly. Mm. Don't miss a thing. Download the Hit app. This is the Catch Up with Bronte and Sam. CeeLo Green, FU on Hit 93.1. FU! FU! It's a lot of, going, of that going on online at the moment, Sam, about one topic in particular. Yeah, what is it, Bronte? All right. You took to the Hit Riverina Instagram uh, account the other day to let everyone know that you were having a pre-training snack. Yeah, they call me the meme lord. And uh, what were you eating, Sam? 
Fairy bread. Fairy bread. Love it before a good training session. I do end up being sick a lot. No, I don't think it's related, but that's... I think it's absolutely related because... No, I have multigrain bread, mate. Multigrain bread, butter, and then hundreds and thousands sprinkles, right? Usually a bucket load. Yep. And that is the staple, I feel like, for Aussie um, kids' parties oh, yeah. and things. And some pies and sausage rolls. Oh, a girl can dream for that mm. right now. But there well, is... You've prepared something, haven't you? You legend. Surprise, we're having a party. I've surprised you with this story. Oh, you suck. Because an American father has outraged Aussie people oh. with his recipe for fairy bread, which is sprinkles. Yeah, good start. Bread. Great. And peanut butter. Oh, I don't mind it. No way. I don't mind it at all. So this is coming from an Oklahoma father of three who posted his very controversial controversial recipe to TikTok, of course. Mm-hmm. And many, many angry Aussies have taken to say that he is ruining this recipe. Oh, it's just expanding the horizons I of fairy bread. No, I mean, it just, to me, it doesn't look right. And I'm not okay with it. Don't call it out before you've tasted it. We and- should taste it, I guess. Yep. And uh, let's report back same time, same place tomorrow. I'll I'll make some for you. How about that? Thank you very much. I'll take it. Well, you would you like white bread? That's all I've got. Yeah, I'm fine with that. That's what multigrain bread is craziness. Oh, maturing, mate. Oh god, Trying yeah, to be well, an adult. well done. You're maturing with your fairy bread. Seven Eleven tomorrow. <laughs> As in the time, not the place. Yep. We will report on peanut butter, butter fairy bread. Fairy bread. I'm very skeptical. Although my grandmother, who mm. is American, she would. Um, this isn't the first time I've seen peanut butter be used with something as sweet as hundreds and thousands. She used to do peanut butter and sprinkle sugar, white sugar, on top of the peanut butter, then do a layer of Nutella. She is a legend. She has diabetes, which is <laughs> not surprising. <laughs> The catch-up with Bronte and Sam, preparing for landing. Want more? Head to Hit Riverina on Facebook or Instagram. Five, four, three, two, one. Bronte and Sam on the Riverina's Hit 93.1.